0: So this time, Tish Derry uh, is going to come up and share her testimony and uh, share a witness of how God's been at work in her life. So I'd ask that you join me in welcoming her. Thank you. The scripture reading this evening comes from Thessalonians 5.11 and 5.16. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Please, (laughs) excuse me, please pray with me. Dear Lord, as I share my faith journey, please let my words glorify you and my witness be encouraging to those who need it and be pleasing to you. In your precious holy name, I pray, amen. My family calls me the paparazzi, not because I'm an amazing photographer, but because I am constantly photographing their lives. I love pictures. I love the stories that they tell even as our memories begin to fade. These are photos from old Bethany directories. When I joined in the 80s, I was a brunette, Letitia Moyer. Then in the 90s, an Auburn, Letitia Alexander. In 2000, I transitioned to a blonde, Tish Fenley. And by 2008, I was a happily ever after Tish Derry. My current status is not a name change, but one more hair change to a very bald Tish Derry. I don't remember a time when I didn't know Jesus. I grew up attending both the Methodist Church, where my great grandmother played the organ and the piano, and the Baptist church where my mother taught Sunday school. My mother's faith has always been pretty straightforward. Forever when I've asked her or come to her with any kind of personal challenge, she would ask me two questions. Do you love Jesus? Do you love your mother? (laughs) Then everything's gonna be all right. (laughs) and mostly everything was alright except for my raging alcoholic father thankfully my parents divorced when I was 15 and we left San Angelo and moved to Austin years ago I read in the eye of the storm by Max Licato and these words to be the parakeet never saw it coming One second, he was peacefully perched in his cage. The next, he was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. The problems began when Chippy's owner decided to clean Chippy's cage with a vacuum cleaner. She removed the attachment from the end of the hose and stuck it in the cage. The phone rang. Remember when phones rang? (laughs) and she turned to pick it up. She had barely said hello when (laughs) Chippy got sucked in. The bird owner gasped, put down the phone, turned off the vacuum and opened the bag. There was Chippy, still alive but stunned. Since the bird was covered with dust and soot, she grabbed him, raced to the bathroom, turned on the faucet and held Chippy under the running water. Then realizing that Chippy was soaked and shivering, she did what any compassionate bird owner would do. She reached for the hair dryer and blasted that pet with hot air. Poor Chippy, he never knew what hit him. A few days after the trauma, the reporter who had initially written about the event contacted Chippy's owner to see how the bird was recovering. Well, she replied, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. It's hard to see why. Sucked in, washed up, and blown over. That's enough to steal the song from the stoutest heart. That story, more than any other I've ever read, describes what it's like to live in an alcoholic household. Or with any other tragedy you just weren't expecting. All is well, then you're sucked into that black cavern of doubts, doused by the cold water of reality, and then stung with the hot air of empty promises. In the middle of it all, we lose our joy and our song. That is exactly where I was when I began attending Bethany in 1987. I had known God as a child, but in the turmoil of living in an alcoholic home, survival overcomes spiritual. I know now that God was always there, but I wasn't actively participating in that relationship. I would attend church occasionally as a teen but truly began to seek God just after I graduated from college. I was teaching first grade, regularly attending Bethany, and teaching first grade Sunday school class here. Healing of my childhood pain and learning that God gives us the capacity to forgive all things just as he forgives us began when I signed up for the Bradshaw series on dysfunctional families being taught here at Bethany. And through the grace of God, my relationship with my dad was restored even before he became sober. The next step in healing and growth came when a friend invited me to attend a walk to Emmaus in 1989. That is truly where I learned to sing again still not in key people, but (laughs) at least singing, (laughs) and found purpose and direction for my life. I was baptized that weekend, and I promised God at the end of the retreat that he would make a difference in my life. I would serve him, I would marry a Christian man, and I would raise my children in a Christian home. Just a couple of years later, I married a man who told me that God had prayed for someone for God to bring someone into his life and that someone was me. After we married, we moved to Fort Stockton where his family was from, and I continued to keep my promises to God. We were extremely involved in the First Baptist Church, prayed together, Regularly served on Emmaus teams and listened to Dr. Dobson's focus on the family every day when we met for lunch. Six years into our marriage and after attending Promise Keepers, my husband had an affair with a very close friend of mine. The bird in the cage was all sucked up again. I spent the next one and a half years trying to rebuild my marriage, always desperately wanting to keep my promises to God. But when my husband asked me to return to Austin, I was really left with no other choice. A dear friend and mentor of mine at the time reminded me that God is a jealous God and wants to be first in our lives. And even as committed as I thought I was, the truth is, At the time, my priority was my husband and trying to start a family, and that had become all-encompassing. I was welcomed home both by my family, friends, and my Bethany family. Unfortunately, I didn't take the time that I needed to heal, and history frequently repeats itself. In an effort to feel better about myself, I immediately started dating again and within a year was married again. I do not have the gift of discernment. (laughs) I was not listening to God, and I certainly was not listening to my mother. This time I married someone who attended church but who didn't know God. I spent six years in a marriage to someone addicted to alcohol, cocaine, and prostitutes. I was able to stay as long as I did because God gave me the strength and courage and two young stepchildren that I felt needed me and needed God in their lives. I always felt like that marriage was a struggle between Jesus and Satan and divorce meant that I let Satan win. After my husband was in multiple inpatient and outpatient treatment centers and more more relapses than I can count, I filed for divorce. It was not because I don't think God can heal addictions, but because I had become an enabler. And as long as I was there to pick up all of the pieces, then he would never have to rely on God for his healing. So once again, you've got it, sucked right up into that vacuum. This time, I did prayerfully consider the rest of my life and the direction that it was going, and once again was enveloped and held by the love of God, my family, friends, and the members of this church. I attended the Divorce Recovery Workshop here at Bethany, now called Rebuilding When Your Relationship Ends, and was led to a deeper faith and commitment to listen to God and to earnestly pray for his will in all things. Several years later, as sung by Rascal Flatts, God blessed the broken road that led me to Jeff Derry. We've been married now for 10 years, and as with all marriages, there have been blessings and challenges. I'm finally in the perfect relationship though that God had planned for me all along. My lifelong prayer to be a mother has been answered. I am blessed with two precious nieces and two adorable grandchildren. I began 2018 with the most content heart. A strong relationship with God, a happy marriage, a job I love selling real estate, and a home that was my absolute sanctuary. I changed the ringtone on my phone to Zach Williams. And again, I won't sing for you, but it goes like this. I got an old church choir singing in my soul. I got a sweet salvation and it's beautiful. I've got a heart overflowing because I have been restored. There ain't nothing gonna steal my joy." And just like that, the horrid old vacuum cleaner was back and joy was being challenged. First came a difficult financial decision that meant moving from the home where we had spent the last 10 years which is three times longer than I've ever lived anywhere in my life. Just as I was coming to terms with that move, we were faced with something I wasn't prepared for. The breast cancer diagnosis was in October. In November, I had a bilateral mastectomy and reconstruction surgery, and I've been having chemo weekly since January. Thankfully, to seven more to go. Just like Pastor Tom talked about in a recent sermon, I had also been told for years that God would never give me more than I could handle. But he does. If we could handle the trials of this life on our own, then we wouldn't need him. And what would be the purpose? Ephesians 6.10 reminds us, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil of the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. I am so very thankful to belong to Bethany, where we take God's love beyond these walls. But I'm also thankful to the members here who have listened to the Holy Spirit and have been the hands and feet of Christ, encouraging, guiding, teaching, praying for, and loving me for over 30 years, full of trials and joys. More importantly, that's what each of you do on a daily basis for each other. I don't know who to give credit to for these words, but in closing, as a Christian and a child of God, I can continue to sing and have joy because my life is not futile, my failures are not fatal, and my death is not final. Please pray with me. Precious Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for the pastors of this church who lead us. Thank you for their families who continually sacrifice for us. Thank you for the musicians who share their talents and help us praise you in song. Thank you for the members of this church who encourage and love each other during the most difficult of times. And thank you for your presence in this place and in our hearts. Amen. Would you join me in thanking Pish?